prophet shares a joyous vision of the people's restoration from exile. They will be comforted by the Lord, their loving Father. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest place parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor. Together, a great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water and a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and your frame is my firstborn. Hear the, Lord, hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep a herd of flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion. They shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty, says the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The psalm that has been appointed for today is Psalm 84, verses 1 through 8, found on page 3 in your worship leaflet. Would you please stand as you are able and sing? Oh. 
seated. Paul offers praise to God for his many blessings and prays that disciples will appreciate the gift of faith that they have been given. A reading from the book of I'm sorry. A reading from the book of Numbers? That's not right. Reading from the book of Ephesians. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious name, grace, that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you, as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that... The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The gospel I'm reading today is not the one in your bulletin. That gospel is in context for a pageant. We won't read that twice. This is another gospel appropriate to the Christmas season. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. The glory is of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Bethlehem seems so far away from us and so long ago, but this does not need to be so. We can remember, and in our remembering, bring the event of the birth of Jesus to us at Advent Church today. It is not as if it is happening again. It is a It is if we were there the first time, seeing it as it happened way back then. This is something of the way it was and the way it is, and we are there. At that time, the Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken through the Roman Empire. When the census first took place, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone then went to register himself, each of his own hometown. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the birthplace of the King David. Joseph went there because he was a descendant of David. 
he went to register with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him. Mary was pregnant. They were so young, Joseph, perhaps in his earlier mid-twenties, and Mary, a very young girl of 13 or so. The trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census was bad enough. Eighty miles through rough terrain with Joseph on foot and Mary soon to deliver a baby. If they could make ten miles a day, theirs was an eight-day trip at least. If they could join up with a caravan going their way, and in a caravan there would be protection in numbers of people together, the trip might take longer. The scriptures tell us that Mary was great with child. This means that she was in her last week of pregnancy or so. Moms, do you remember the last week before you delivered your babies? Do you remember how difficult to get up from sitting or walking or difficult to get comfortable at night, difficult to sleep, sometimes even difficult to breathe? So here is young Mary, great with child, sometimes walking over rough terrain, sometimes riding on a donkey, all the time sleeping on the ground with only a traveling cloak for ground cover and body cover. And Joseph, a bit older but still so young, do you think that he did not have his worries along the way? He knew that Mary's time was near. What if she delivered during the trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem? He had never delivered a baby. There were no other women around to help unless they were fortunate enough to be in a caravan. Mary would have to tell him everything to do. She would know. But could she? Could he? And while Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in clothes, and laid him in a manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. Today, most babies in our country are born in a hospital with trained doctors and nurses to help with the delivery and all kinds of medical equipment and medicines to help make the delivery of the baby relatively safe and, com and somewhat comfortable for the mother. And everything is very sanitary. Mary's baby was born in a stable. The stable floor was far from clean and sanitary, but at least there was some privacy there would have been no privacy at all in the Bethlehem Inn. The town was crowded with people there for the census. Bed space in the inn was probably rented out in three eight-hour shifts, three people using the same bed space in a 24-hour period. We can guess that the feeding trough, the manger, in which Mary laid Jesus the baby, had clean straw, and cloths she wrapped him in would have been clean. Cloths to protect this new baby from the cold. Cloths to protect this new baby from the dirt and the filth of the cattle stable. Some children in our world today are born in the same kind of unclean, not-so-safe environment. The babies do not know it, but their mothers do know, and they have no other choice. Mary knew, but she had no other choice. Did Jesus know of his humble birth? There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields, taking care of their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were, ter they were terribly afraid, 
But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I am here with good news for you, which shall bring great joy to all the people. This very day in David's town, your Savior was born, Christ the Lord. And this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the angel, singing praise to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those who with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. So the shepherds hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and saw the baby lying in the manger. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told Mary and Joseph and others what the angel had said about the child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. Mary remembered all these things and thought deeply about them. The shepherds went back singing praises to God for all they had heard and seen, and it had been just as the angel had told them. Wow, that would make a great movie scene. Talk about action and the great music and background lighting. Wow! I don't imagine that shepherds had a very exciting life. They led their sheep to water and to pasture to feed. They would have to be on the move during the day to go from one grazing place to another. At night, they had to watch out for predator animals, and so they kept their sheep close to them and their warm fires. If several shepherds were together, they would sleep in shifts, with one watching and the others dozing, with ears half alert and listening. Listening for danger. Listening for the call of the shepherd companion who watched. And then they woke up to an angel talking to them, and the glory of the Lord God shining all around them. Do you know how confused you can be sometimes when you wake up from a nap? not knowing for the moment where you are, not remembering that you had been napping? That's the kind of waking up sleep days these shepherds experienced with that voice from the skies and the bright lights in the heavens. We might have thought UFOs. They probably thought God only knows. It's no wonder that the angel's first words to them was do not be afraid. They were afraid and the angel knew it. Being afraid, they would not be able to hear the good news that was being told to them. Being afraid, they would not have minds clear enough to decide to go from the fields with their flocks of sheep to Bethlehem. Being afraid, they would have dismissed the messenger angel and the angel's songs and the good news, all the while finding nothing but fitful sleep. But because they were not afraid, they heard... Because they were not afraid, they went and they saw the babe. Because they were not afraid, they told of what they had seen and heard. Because they were not afraid, they sang praises to the God for all they had seen and heard. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. During the time when Herod was king, soon afterward, some men who studied the stars came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the baby born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. When the king heard about this, he was very upset, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and teachers of law and asked them, Where will the Messiah be born? In the town of Bethlehem in Judea, they answered. 
For this is what the prophet wrote, Bethlehem and the land of Judah, you are by no means the least of the leading cities of Judea. For from you will come a leader for from you will come a leader who will guide my people of Israel. So the king called the visitors from the east to a secret meeting and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem with these instructions. Go and make a careful search for the child, and when you find him, let me know, so that I too may go worship him. And so they left, and on their way they saw the same star they had seen in the east. When they saw it, how happy they were. What joy was theirs. It went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They went into the house, and when they saw the child with his mother, Mary, they knelt down and worshipped him. They brought out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and presented them to him. Then they returned to their country by another road, since God had warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. Gold for a king, incense for this child divine, myrrh for burial. The gift of kings for the king of kings. Their gifts foretold of whom this child was and what this child would become and do. People often become what their birth name means. Jesus became what his name meant, Jesu, or God saves, and Emmanuel, or God is with, with us in him. People often become what gifts given to them early on point to. Jesus was and became what these gifts pointed to. Gold for a king, incense for the child divine, myrrh for burial. Jesus still comes to us today in bread and wine of communion, in our prayers made together and alone. And when we come together in his name to worship God, or when we do some kind and caring thing with our abundance for those who are the least of his in our world of the great, the greater, and the greatest. In these everyday ways, which we can understand and do, he comes into our hearts. The best gift that any one of us can give our Jesus is the gift of self. Myself to love him, myself to follow him, Myself to serve him by helping the forgotten people of our world. Someone near us is forgotten and lonely. Someone near us is forgotten and hungry, forgotten and cold, forgotten and thirsty, forgotten and has no clothes or shoes, maybe homeless, forgotten and sick, forgotten and in some kind of prison. We are his tongue, his hands, and his feet. Through us, he, he speaks to them, goes to them, helps them. Lord Jesus, you have given us so much in this 2008-2009 Christ time. We ask for one more thing. Grateful, thankful hearts. Give us hearts to love you through them. Give us feet to go to you through them. Give us eyes to see and hands to help and serve you through them. Do we see and understand? Bethlehem is not so very far. 
Bethlehem is as near to us today as our neighbor in need. Their blanket bed is his bed of straw. Their poverty is his cattle-feeding trough bed. Their tattered and worn clothes are his swaddling clothes. Who is our neighbor? One who needs the very help we can give. That very help of ours given for just one of his in need is a far greater gift than gold or frankincense or myrrh. How far is it to Bethlehem? Not very far. We can find a stable room lit by a star. Yes, we can see the little child. He is within. And if we lift the wooden latch, we may go in. And he will know we come so far just for his sake. We can touch his tiny hand. He will not awake. Yes, great kings have brought precious gifts, and we have not. Little smile and little tears are all we've brought. For all weary children, he and Mary do weep. Here on his bed of straw, sleep, children, sleep. How far is it to Bethlehem? Not very far. Amen.